0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: what's the recipe for surprising the kids treating yourself and ditching dish duty ordering your pizza hut faves like original pan original stuffed crust and more order now at pizza no one out pizzas the hut prices and participation vary
0: Forecast from the LFC Day Trippers. uh, Your preview to the weekend's Premier League football. Who have I got with me? Well, I've got Anthony Poyne with me. Um, Anthony uh, is becoming a regular on this and speaks really well about football. So I'm looking forward to what he thinks of what looks like a cracking weekend of football. And I have got Joe Wayman. you may know Joe. Um he's a Leeds fan. And um about seven minutes ago, um Leeds uh finished the job of dispatching Aston Villa at Villa Park with three goals to nil. And yeah. he's extremely, extremely happy. He's giddy. He's more giddy
1: than he really is, which um, right. which
0: which takes some going, but um Lads, we're going to get through as much of the weekend's football as possible. The way this show works for anybody that may be watching for the first time is, we go through three or four games in 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 a decent amount of detail. Liverpool, of course, will 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 be one of those that would probably be the most detailed about. Um, we look at the, the bigger uh, fixtures from the weekend. There's some that people don't really want to talk about, so we get predictions on that. I'm going to get the lads to pick three scorers that they feel will score any time this weekend. Um, Patrick Bamford's off the list because he's gone and got two tonight. And um, before we three, went live. Three. Uh, you got three? Yeah,
1: hat-trick, man. Hat-trick. Did he Bando get three? Bamford. Oh. Yeah, hat-trick. Bando what score Bamford. did he
0: finish? 3-0. Or oh, I thought so or oh, I must have read um I must have read who the assistant was you know, assist. I must have read the assist rather than the scorer. Mm-hmm. So um yeah. I think I had Kilch didn't I in my fancy football so <laughs> I thought maybe he got one. But um Look, we're going to go through all this. Um, just a quick note. Uh, i done an interview with James Pearce last night. Um, James Pearce, of formerly of the Echo Now of the Athletic. Um, really enjoyable. About 40 minutes long. It's it's on a YouTube channel there if you want to go and watch it. Um, it was all part of the new book from the Athletic at the end of the storm. Now, James gave me an answer to his favourite goal from 2019-20. And I asked lads to comment in there um, what they felt it might be or feel it might be. And there was one winner. Um, who guessed it right, it was William McClusker and I'm going to try to get him sorted with a book but I've two left to give away because everyone else got it wrong and um, what I did do was uh, there was four, five people um, that literally got James the second choice correct, so what I done was I put those five in in no particular order and I'm going to get one of the lads to pick it out for me in in a couple of minutes and then I'm going to give another one of them uh, them books away uh, during the show, okay so, um Joe, we have to start with you. Um, Aston Villa, Neil. Um, Aston Villa, of course, the best team in the world, um, uh, well, according to some. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Leeds United, three. Uh, Patrick Bamford, hat- hat-trick, to my surprise. Mm.
1: Um, how good were Leeds, Joe? How good oh. were Leeds? Yeah, just just fantastic again, man. Like, I think what what frustrated me before the game is is you know we played Wolves, we huffed and puffed, didn't really carve anything out. Wolves get a lucky goal. And there's the whole narrative that, oh, Leeds United just run about. They don't really create. They're just full of energy. And then, of course, the narrative, Villa won 4 oh Champions League, all this guff coming out. And we've gone to Villa Park and, and, and absolutely schooled them. Um, yeah. You know, Jack Grealish, he had one cleared off the line, but didn't really get a sniff. He stopped Jack Grealish, you stopped Villa for me. Um, there was a little bit of argy-bargy between Tyrone Mings and Paddy Bamford just before he scored um and to see him go on and 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 honestly the, the the two two of the goals the 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 second and the third are absolute pearlers um yeah top bins both of them just just scored them and the mad thing is like we, we we're pushing for a fourth when you know there's what 94 minutes on the clock we've got six players in their box to their three you know they're just done they're just beat um yeah. and it's just amazing to see when 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 it clicks it really clicks for Leeds United man and um yeah, we'll, we'll I say, I've said i said all season, like I said at the start, we'll, we'll bloody some noses. And I just think Villa were getting a little bit ab- above the stations. You know, you said yourself like um, the whole narrative all are we, the best things since sliced bread. And let, let's not forget, you know, Cal- Calvin was out, massive loss. Um, we've lost our captain at centre-back. Our second, you know, our, our replacement um, in Diego Laurenti is also injured. So we had to move Luke Aylin into centre-back. Dallas has gone from left-back to right-back. We've got Alioski playing at uh, left-back. Pascal Strouk, who's, you know, played in that position in the Championship, picks up a yellow early doors from a dive from Grealish. You shouldn't be surprised, but he dived. He then gets took off after 21 minutes, and we have to bring on a a, a youth in in Jamie Shackleton. So, you know, lots of moving parts against a full-strength Villa side on their own patch, and... And we've scored them and beat them 3 0, man, and, and Bielsa's gone and, and banned all Bamford is is he's, he's gonna win the golden boot.
0: <laughs> well of course, um us being from Ireland, the rumour is that Patrick Bamford will um declare for Ireland. And if anything if Ireland need anything at the moment, it's a fella that can kick the ball in the you know, way. Uh, rectangular mm. team. Um, because that's Ireland just don't score goals. Um, you, if, if you work for a newspaper, you can put Ireland nil at the start of, um, your report very early on in the day, probably 24 hours in advance of any match they play and then just guess the opposition score. Um, Anthony, before Joe joined us, we were talking about this game and neither of us have seen it. Um, cause we were walking away beforehand, but you, when I said to you 3-0, um, you just told him went, Yeah, well they're a the better they're a better team than Aston Villa. They're just a better team. Um I I think Joe's made a good point as well, though. You stop Grealish, you stop you stop Aston Villa. And I'm talking about this as a Liverpool fan that watched Villa beat Liverpool seven two uh-huh. um three weeks ago. And as I said, they were hitting stuff, it was deflecting going in, our goalkeeper was having a mare. it was one of those days. But they're just a better side than Aston Villa, or Anthony Antie.
2: Yeah, I think so, Gav. Um, You know, you're trying to explain away the Aston Villa victory over Liverpool. And when something like that happens, it was such a freakish result, such a freakish game. So people are trying to explain it. And it's very easy to slip into the narrative that followed, which was that tactical master class by Villa. They'd Mm -hmm. done their homework, they'd found chinks in Liverpool's armour. And, you know, fairness, understandably, you know, I think Smith kind of played up to that bit. But, you can't blame them. They just penned Liverpool 7-2. Fair juice to them. It's not being bitter about it because they, they deserved it. Everything went from on the night, but they deserved it. But I think time will look back on that performance by Liverpool. I said to you, Gab, before we started the show, that like I don't think you'll see pound for pound a worse a worst performance from a Premier League team than Liverpool at Philip Park that night when you consider the quality that Liverpool have. They were just abysmally bad, unbelievably bad. And it was it was much more down to Liverpool's deficiencies than what Astonville actually did, A lot of Villa do have good players and I like Grealish a lot. I think he's I think he's a really good footballer. But for me, Leeds are just a much better side, a much better balanced side, a better coach side. Um I thought they were very good at Anfield, but the game against Manchester City was the one for me that made you think, well, this these are a serious team. These are a serious, serious team because Man City that night at Ellen Road. Did what they do a lot. They blitz teams in the first twenty minutes, absolutely storm out of the traps, dominate the ball, recycle, 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 and they got their goal. And that is usually, usually the cue for them to close out the match or or to to take the lead in the match a lot. And occasionally, very you've seen occasional uh, games over the last two or three years where they've kind of they've been pegged back, but it happens really rarely. Generally, that's where they get their early goal, and then they can just play the game their own terms. But Leeds just didn't allow that to happen, and that was. That was really impressive. You know, the way they took the game to them in the second half. They're a very, very good side. And, you know, it's a crazy year, I think, ahead of us. Who knows how well they're going to do it. They're certainly not in any way going to be worried about uh, going down or anything like that. I think they'll be absolutely fine. Um, but it's such an odd year that there could be an opportunity for Leeds to sort of look up towards uh, the top eight. You know, they're, they're, they're going to bloody a lot of noses. They, uh-huh. And they're great to watch. They're great to watch. <laughs> Their
0: energy, like...
2: Joe, you said something
0: there about them, and you went, "Look, people are just shouting, they're just energetic, and they're just this and they're just that." Hard work wins a lot of football games, mm. a lot of football games. You know, when when teams are beaten and beaten well, or or usually when they're beaten well, the first thing the, the manager will come out and say, "Well, we were work, they worked harder than us," you know, that they, they have more energy, they were forced to every ball, so. People throwing stuff around that leads are only energetic. I'll take an energetic side any day of the week over, over a non-energetic side mm. that seem to have all the ability in the world. You have to work and, and hard work and, and energy, um, can win you an awful lot of games. Joe, I want to ask you this though. And Stephen O'Connor says it. And you just said, you know, we bloody a lot of noses and stuff. I think leads can look a bit higher than that because I agree with what, what Anthony is saying. It's a strange league. And, and what makes me even think that is, Really simple stuff like Man City haven't got going yet. And if mm. they win tomorrow, they'd be in a, within a point at the top of the league. You know, that kind of way or uh, yeah. all things being equal, you know, I think there's games and hands and stuff going on. But, you know, um, you look at Sheffield United you know, that were so good last year. They played Liverpool this weekend. They haven't got, I don't think they've, they've one point to think of. They one, they point, have one yeah. <laughs> point. Um, you know, you look at Everton started really well, but. They aren't in Liverpool's league. It's as simple as that. And you've seen it in the derby last week. Um, again, oh, you know, I thought Liverpool were way better than everything. A lot of people there feeling everything will fail. But Stephen O'Connor says, Leeds are safe in this league. No, no, no bother at all to them. Going to establish themselves as a top six club in the coming years. It, that has to be a realistic goal, Joe. It has to be. I
1: don't, yeah, I, look, I, I'm always going to say this, but Leeds United are a huge, huge club. Um, we we have the the right people in at the club right now as well, and with Bielsa at the helm. I mean, it was only the other day actually that that he said uh, he came out and said, um, just because I I sign a you know one year rolling contract doesn't mean I I don't see myself being here uh, a long time. He's only a couple of games shy of 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 this being his longest stay at a, at a football club. Um, you know, he's known for, for not sticking around for a long time, but I really think he's fell in love with the place. And if we've got Bielsa, anything is possible. Like anything is possible. He's that good. Like the, these individuals that are playing so well, you know, Luke Halen, for example, he was at Yorville, you know, he, he left Arsenal. He went to Yorville, made his way up to Bristol City. We got him for about a hundred, you know, Mateus Click, 1.5 million we paid for him. And he's been—he's turned into a—he just doesn't look out of place, you know. He's turned Calvin in, in, into a to an England international. He turned water into wine, and we we we're now bringing in in fully fledged internationals. Rodrigo tonight was unbelievable. Yeah, we brought in Rafinha. He came on there <clears throat> for the last like five or ten minutes, and he played a pass from the center of the pattern, just just <laughs> took out the the Villa backline. We should have scored from it, to be fair, but. As we bring in better quality additions, it's just going to get better and better as well. And um, yeah, I, I genuinely feel that the sky's the limit. And you've said yourselves, you know, this season's all over the shop. And when you look at some of the so-called big teams um, with the coaches they've got in, there's going to be a lot of inconsistency throughout the season if they if they maintain with the managers they've got in. Um, and, I, and I think there is a real realistic opportunity that was even a Villa, you know, even a Villa, let's, you know, I know we beat them tonight and, and Everton, for example, that someone could break into that. You know, probably Everton maybe looking more so in the top four, but I genuinely think there's a realistic possibility that, that, that Europe, Europe could happen. I mean, Wolves have done it for the last two seasons, you know, coming up from the championship. Chef United almost did it last season. So what's to say, based on what we've seen so far, that you wouldn't look at Leeds and think, Nah, they've got no chance, would you? you? You know, we've we've like like your man said. You know, the way we played against City, use, and then we're also doing it against teams that we should be beating. You know, we we, we put Chef United away, Fulham away, um, and and to be fair, Jimenez for Wolves they scored a deflected goal. It should have been a nil-nil. It would have been a fair result. And then we we've just absolutely schooled Villa, and, and we've got Leicester and Palace up next. And I look at them and think we can get maximum points from them as well. So um, yeah. The sky's the limit, man. The sky's the limit.
0: Tom Bowland said Leeds have one of the top coaches in world football and <clears> he's been working with most of that squad for a couple of seasons. It's a very good point. But something you touched on there, um, and I, 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 when you said that, I thought, whoa, a little bit of caution. When you said, when well, we bring in better quality and stuff like that? And that's always what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. But Leeds need to learn from where they were mm-hmm. 15 years ago, 16 yeah, years yeah. ago. And what I mean by that is, don't throw everything you have at it. Don't throw, uh, you Walk, walk. That they have a brilliant foundation because mm-hmm. you know when everything goes back to normal, uh, as normal as it can be, and you know they have a great stadium. It's it's a it's a it's a tough place to go. They have mm-hmm. the infrastructure around the club. They have a brilliant coach. They've they've some brilliant brilliant players. And if you can just add one or two and one and two mm-hmm. and one and two, um, the only thing I wouldn't like to see Leeds do is. Um, from a Leeds point of view, I'm not too bothered to be perfectly honest with you, Joe. <laughs> yeah, 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 from a Leeds yeah. point of view, I wouldn't. You don't want to see them. You know, say for him 8 to get eight, and you miss out one of your Europa League spot by one spot, right? And then throwing fucking mad money at it, mm. and it goes mm. wrong, and then when it goes yeah, wrong, yeah. it's so hard to recover from. It's so hard to co- because you have to get things right. If you don't get things right, you start losing managers, you start losing players, and you start losing league positions. And yeah. for, for Leeds. They have a great chance to take advantage of how strange this season is. Mm. And then from there, literally, instead of jumping one rung this season, they may jump two. And then start from there. So, but it's a brilliant result tonight. Um, it puts Villa back in the box. I'm delighted about that. Um, no real time for them to be perfectly honest. No real time yeah. for Leeds either, but I just like <laughs> Leeds, what Leeds are doing more than, uh, Villa are doing. And Joe knows it. I don't have much time for Leeds, but I like talking about them. and um, they impress me. Um, lads, let's move on. And Anthony, I'm going to come to you first. Uh, West Ham, um, play host of Manchester City this weekend. And, you know, West Ham, they can flatter to deceive, uh, you never know what's going to happen with them. Let's be honest about it, you know. But they go into they go into the this one after off the back of a really really good win away. Do you remember at uh, Leicester, um, a really good win away there? And you know, uh, they, who did they play last weekend? West Ham, Sports. West Ham, yeah, Spurs, yeah, and they home, were three yeah. 0 down, Ooh. and then Lanzini bashes one in in the last yes. minute. You go, really impressive four points, you know, Leicester. Um, Leicester away Spores away you get four points out. that's really really good and they go in level on points with Man City this weekend City have got a game in hand but what are you looking for this one hey, is this is this one where West Ham can show a bit more of their credentials or is it one where City click into gear and go listen it's back to normality City are just rising up that table and, and that's just how it is
2: uh, it's both I think I think it's both it could go either way. Like I mean, City have got to be licking their lips at the minute when they look at Van Dijk is out now, effectively for the season. But they're not without their own issues, and I think City are missing a couple tomorrow. Is the Brian out? I think I think you know they they've a couple of injuries themselves. Uh, West Ham have brought in Barama, who I think is possibly available. I think tomorrow maybe. Um, and coming off the back of that Spurs result, when you know it's funny, like. I watched the second half of that. I was kind of tuning in and out of that because I thought the game was long, long done. But when whatever way Moyes changed, it, when they actually started having a bit of goal playing in Spurs half, they, can act, they, they look like a decent side. Um, I'm a long term fan of Antonio. I think he's really quite, quite underrated. Um, he's, he's a real handful, you know, versatile time, he's strong, he's powerful. And the one that seems to could do something, they could, they could do something tomorrow. I think I've got a funny feeling for them to get a point off City. But see, you've got to be licking their lips. At the, at the, there's such a chance for them to take control of the division now. Because what you were saying earlier, Gavin, nobody looks like they're going to do it. It's a rage at the minute. Uh, we don't know how Liverpool are going to react to that. Like, so they, they look to me like they're the only team, unless Liverpool defy all the odds at, at the minute, that could maybe go on a sort of 8, 9, 10, 11 game winning streak. Um, or maybe not. <laughs> Because you know they haven't started usually convincing either, so I don't know. It's been a fun, it's, it's been such a funny start to the season, and it still doesn't feel like it's settled down. So I don't, I can't say with conviction how it's going to go. It's I know I'm kind of sitting on the fence with it, but it's like it feels to me like it could be anything could happen tomorrow. West Ham could beat them. City could trounce them six nil. I, you know, I, I don't know, but I, I do actually, I actually have a funny feeling that West Ham could potentially take some off down tomorrow.
0: Is it Anthony staying with you? Is It is it. Is it a case of, and you hear this every season, or it doesn't really level itself out till after 10 games? And that's not the truth. You know, after six, after five games last season, six games last season, you knew it was Liverpool and City and nobody else was going close or even anywhere near them. You know, Liverpool were six from six. I think City were one five, lost one, I think, after the four six last season. And people will claim, you know, uh, it, after 10 you get an idea no after 3 or 4 you can get a very very good idea like I'll put it this way after 10 minutes I know West Brom are getting relegated this season you know and I, after 20 minutes of this season I'm nearly sure Fulham might go with them you know that kind of way so it won't take 10 games to convince me of that but is this a case of t- this season over uh, especially at the top end of the table is, is it a case of you will actually have to wait for 10 games because of you know there's a couple of international breaks in there there's no fans in the stadium, there's a lot of COVID stuff going around, you know, players getting it and it's it's kind of been all over the place. You know, you had a, a transfer window that ran right up until the 16th of October effectively. So is it a case, Anthony, that this season actually, yes, you will have to probably wait till 10 or 12 games before everything starts to slot into place and you start looking at who's for the title, who's for top four who and it starts to take
2: a bit of shape? Time to fire up the grill.
1: Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. (laughs) You love their prices even more.
2: Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Yeah, absolutely. All of those things. And the other thing is that they're not coming in this year more than ever. They're not coming in the level playing field in terms of their preseason. So I think some teams got the timing of their preseason wrong. Like I think Spurs got theirs wrong. I looked at Spurs in their first game against Everton and they just looked way off. You know, they. they I looked at the same Mourinho was a dead man walking here. They, they were way off the pace. I think they just might have got the condition a little bit off because now they're starting to look like a team. I know they brought in players as well since the last few weeks. So like, I think all of those things you say, like, COVID and international breaks, and the the calendar is a little more condensed. The extended window, um, it's going to make for a more interesting league. I think, like, I don't think we're probably due a campaign like this. You know, the last three years it's been City ran away with it, then Liverpool and City ran away from everyone else and and jostled to the end, and then Liverpool ran away with it. We're probably due a campaign where it's a bit more topsy turvy. Um, I know there was talk like. After the way the last couple of years have gone, that people just thought there'd be, it would just be this sort of domination year on year. I, I, I don't think that's the case. I think this is it. It will level. It will shake out. It comes in little cycles like this. And I think this year uh, it could be. And I'm not saying there's going to be a total outsider, but do you remember when Leicester won it, mm. Leicester won the league. Like there, I don't know how, how many games they lost that season. I, can't, I don't know what time he finished.
0: They finished on eighty. Mm one or two points
2: yeah it was a low win and tally i think this will be maybe not that low but i think this will be a relatively low tally to win it i have liverpool Um, on i have liverpool on the finish on 91 on 91 yeah i think if liverpool finish on 91 they're they're absolutely champions Uh, that's that's the plan yeah (laughs) 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 uh but yeah look at that long way to answer your question yeah i do got i think this it's it's just a year like no other, you know. And it's a bit cliche to say it like that, but like it, it's it is, and all the reasons you listed there. And as I said, I, think, I really think the preseason, um, that staggered preseason, a lot of different teams, that's that's got a big impact, you know. That does genuinely, have, these the athletes are so finely tuned that you know, even a couple of weeks off or a week or so, and the difference of their programs can make a difference. And Spurs is the best reference I can use because they genuinely looked. Like Matt Doherty, for example, came in and looked, and he was called out for a, after the game by Mourinho. If you remember, he he just looked way undercooked. He looked way off. But within two weeks, within two weeks, you know, he looks back to the Doherty that was playing with Wolves for the last two years. You know, so mm. uh, yeah, it, it's it'll be interesting over the next couple of months. I, I think uh, a few mad, a few more mad results might occur in the next four or five games. I think match results are going to happen all season. Um,
0: I think just the way, th- I think teams genuinely get affected. They can get on a roll with regards to, th- the no people in stadiums is massive. It's absolutely massive. And people could, I've heard people say Liverpool are affected a lot more by this than anybody else. I don't really go with that. I think when you, when you even out the talent you have against, you know, th- no people in stadiums, I think everyone suffers. Um, maybe some weeks, more than others, but I think it's having a massive effect because I think teams, I think they're playing with a bit more of a freedom. You know, if you're on a wayside coming to Anfield, you're playing with a bit more of a freedom. You're not getting fifty, fifty-five thousand down on top of you. You know, whereas there could be like everything in my opinion, everything playing with more freedom at Goodison Park because there's no one in it. Because Everton fans are notorious for just getting on your back after five minutes and never letting go. You know, for the whole game, but. We'll see how it goes, but, lads, predictions for this one. Um, I'm going to go first, 4-1 City. Um, Joe, what's your
1: prediction? Yeah, 3-0 City, I think they'll run away with it. I don't think they've uh, not won it at the their West Ham ground, you know, the new ground they're in, so City win, 3-0. Okay. Um, Anthony, are you saying, are you going to go with a draw or
0: West Ham, or what are you doing? I am, yeah,
2: I'll stick my neck out. I'm going to say 2-2. Okay. Nice
0: one. Nice one. I like that. Um, and I'll take that all day. I take Anthony's, uh, prediction over, <laughs> over mine, to be honest with you. But I just feel like, see, you'll have too much of them. I think you'll click into some sort of gear now. Having said that, I don't think they won five games in a row all season, last season. So they'll have to, they'll have to improve on that if they want to get anywhere near, um, winning the title, I suppose, or, or getting close to it. Um, Fulham versus Palace, I'm not too interested in. Um, just a quick, quick prediction on that. Uh, Joe Forst, 2-0 Palace. Oh, 2-0 away win for Palace. Uh, Anthony.
2: Yeah, I was, was gonna
0: say 2-0 Palace, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with a I'm gonna go with a 2-2 draw on that one. And um, Fulham have to show up at some stage. Seriously, they yeah. have to. Or right, let's just pack it in. Um half five on Saturday is United versus Chelsea. Now United went away to PSG and 1-2-1 during the week and fair play to them. And I watched a bit of it. I thought both sides were poor, um. But given the United eleven that went out there, I think it was a, a very, very, very good result for them, especially in that group where people have um written them off a little bit. And I think I I did say I th- I think they do alright well in that group, um, because the counter attack and style suits them, and if they're a bit of an underdog, I think it suits them in that group. Um, but you look at Chelsea and <laughs> Joe, I'm gonna come to you because um. It's your favourite subject in football. It's Chelsea mm. and Frank Lampard. And, uh-huh. <clears throat> you know, they, they're training up against Southampton. And, what are you training up against Southampton? Maybe, uh-huh. maybe 2 0, 2 1, 2 all. But they get a draw at home to Southampton uh-huh. in the end. And um, I'd say you were delighted with that. But, I uh, 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 Joe, I know you don't like Frank Lampard. And I know you think he's hindering Chelsea as a football club. But yeah. overall, do you feel like somebody's going to get get a in here at some stage because that's the feeling I get from Chelsea.
1: Um yeah, I mean they they will do at some stage. Yeah, definitely. Whether or not it'll be the weekend, I'm not sure. I couldn't I couldn't dislike two more teams than the Man United and Chelsea if I'm being totally honest, you know. So, um but yeah, they, they will do at some point, you know. They did that last season as well, but it's conceding goals, you know. They regardless of you know, there's a lot of onus on oh, it's the individuals that are in the side. And I heard something earlier on where if against Southampton, if is it Kepper and and um what's his face at the back uh, make the error, don't they? Um is it was it Kepa? Yeah, it was Kepper, weren't it? Oh, against, Kepa was in um, gold, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And they make the error and um the they, they go win that game if not, and it's all to do with that. But I d I don't buy into that. I just think Lampards from a defensive standpoint, he's he's just a little bit inept, if you ask me. Do you know what I mean? It's um, it's very much um, uh, going forward the brilliant, going forward the brilliant, and it will work, you know, against certain teams. But but and some will get hiding. But I just think over the course of the season, they'll just continue to see go- concede goals. The last season, you know, um, they were up there. I think they conceded the same amount as Brighton. Um, you know, he's won. I think. Has he conceded a goal in twenty-two of like twenty-three away games or something like that as well? He just can't seem to to keep a clean sheet. And if you want to do well, um, and and ultimately go for titles, because I don't buy into this or top four really for the money they've spent, they should be going for titles, you know. Um, so yeah, in answer to your question, yes, some people will get hiding. Don't get me wrong, but it, it over the course of the season, it'll level itself out and. I just think con- they'll continue to concede daft goals with him in charge. They
0: Anthony, when I look at the league table in front of me here, they've played five, one two, drawn two, lost one. That one was to Liverpool. Um it's still early days, they've eight points, you know, they're they're I don't know, five points off the lead or whatever else. Um And then you look at United and, and United have a game in hand, obviously they've only played four and they sit they sit with played four one two haven't drawn lost two played scored nine conceded 12 now six of those 12 were against Spores weren't he? Um, was about six I think he lost about six one to Spores I can't remember Um, but Anthony when you look at these two sides you know Solskjaer's there a little while now Um, he's getting his way with regards to transfers anybody like there's a lot of excuses made for Oli Gunnar Solskjaer because it's around the Sancho situation. But at the end of the day, when you look at the players he has there, he's signed a fair few of them now. Um, they're playing his way. And if he hasn't signed them and he's still playing them, that's on him as well. You know, you can't just say he's being left with them. But mm. they're, in a, they're still in a transition for me because pff, they haven't done things great, to be honest. And then you look at Chelsea, who's just gone from... One extreme to the other. You know, we're all about youth and now we're spending 200 million. Mm-hmm. Um, who's further ahead in the development here? Has has the money, the mad money Chelsea have spent the, catapulted them above United? Or the fact that United are a bit slow and steady but may get there in the end? Who's, who's, who's more ahead in this game, I suppose, Anthony? Because you can't just put it down to managers because I think the two of them are brutal.
2: Oh, it's a great question it's a great question you know I think they're very similar in terms of the problems that they have because f- from uh, midfield up they're both very very good very good um, the problem they have and I think the reason that they keep dropping silly points is that there's a way to play against them there's an obvious way to set up against them and that is the way that the so called say the smaller clubs tend to set up against them. So Crystal Palace were a case in point point. and did it very, very well at Old Trafford and at the start of the season where they, they played with a very low block and they just kept springing their own ca- counter attackers. Basically, Palace did to United what United did to PSG and what United liked to do to the bigger teams themselves. So they have their flaws that when teams do it to them, they struggle with it and it also because they need to go further up the pitch to try and break them down, at least are defensively, at least the and they have problems defensively. Uh, and I think Chelsea are very similar to that. Um where as regards to who's further down the road, it's hard to answer because I think they're both from the, the Achilles, Achilles that the two of them have is, is the managers. Like I, I think Solskjaer has actually done it. I think he's actually done a pretty decent job, a decent job. Um, although he certainly gets a lot of forgiveness from the fan base, you know, there's a lot of affection to him there. And I think they'd, you no, know, I, th- I think he gets a leeway that other managers wouldn't have got. But I think I say he's done a decent job because he's at least improved it, their signing rate is better. He's brought in some good players like Fernandez is obviously a very good player, and um, you know, time will tell with the business they've done this summer. Um, but uh, long term, in terms of like those two clubs want to go back and win the Premier League or, or be challenging for the Premier League, they don't have the managers. Neither of them are capable of doing it long term. Um, and and, and the, fact, the fact that they have such an obvious flaw is proof of that. Like, that's that's they're, they're building it the wrong way around. You know, we've seen it with Liverpool for years. We're like, yo, so ah, just one, we're one sign away from, you know, for years that went on. Um, and, and I think it's just a structural thing and, and there's uh, you made the point there Gav yourself that uh, 12 months ago Chelsea we were all about youth and it's, it's good English youth, good English talent and that's completely gone out the window so there's no actual clear philosophy Man United look the same, there's no joined up thinking in the way that say Liverpool are the best example of it where everything just clicks and works and there's a very clear plan and everyone's on the same way but I think Leeds are, are another good example of it um, it's not happening behind the scenes at either of those clubs. So, as I said, I think they both have similar issues and similar problems. Uh, I suppose the best way to look at it is if you if you brought, let's say, Guardiola or Klopp was to take over, which the like, either the group of players tomorrow, like which who do you think would take off quicker? Uh, I probably think United. Actually, I think I think United have um, so much ability. In in the and from the midfield up, that I think a good coach could could organise them better, and you you see flashes of it. You know, I, I agree with you. I watched the the PSG game. I thought PSG were terrible. I thought PSG were awful. They just walked into United's hands. But you know, fair play to United. They they they've done that uh, quite often in Solskjaer's tenure already, where they blow really hot or really cold. But when it does click, they can look like a serious outfit. So I do think there's potential there. But you know, it's, I've been saying for a while that they don't have the manager to, to get them up. They'll keep just doing what they're doing, what they've been doing for the last year. Hot, cold, hot, cold. Run of wins, a couple of bad city losses. You know, and, and Chelsea are probably the same. Yeah, it's. do you know something? Um, I think
0: you're saying Solskjaer has done an okay job. I'd go with that. I think the protection he gets is from former teammates in the media. And the, um, the one, because there is former teammates and, you know, there's like this unwritten rule, um, around Manchester United you know, that you just can't, you just can't, as a former player, say anything bad about your mates. You know what I mean? Um, Let's be honest about it. If if Olegon of was the manager of Liverpool and they were going on like this, Gary Neville would be all over him. Um, uh. absolutely all over him if there was no ties to Manchester United. The other thing going for them is that they hate the owners. And they're taking all the all the all the flack when it comes to um, when it comes to Ole Gunnar Solcher the side um, and the owners, they just have a go with oh, the owners. You know, um forget all the money they spend, just just keep going with them. Um with will Lampard He's just out of his depth. It's as simple as that. He was brought in because he had a transfer embargo and he done okay and now it's lifted. But I'm very surprised. I was surprised that if Abramovich couldn't get someone, he just would have went, sorry, Frank, good luck. You know what I mean? Simple as that, good luck. But there's an argument there to say that one of these two could come out of the pack and have a go because we're talking about the likes of Leeds um, maybe breaking into Europe, Everton having a go at top four. seen an Everton fan in there earlier. I have to give him a shout because um, in fairness to him, he showed up and he said... um, it's AJ and his dad, he said Everton the only side to remain unbeaten. There you go, on the screen, um on the Liverpool podcast. Yes, they are. And fair play to them. And um deservedly so so far, apart from last week when we should have beaches, but listen, we won't go back over that. Um but there's an argument there about certain teams breaking up the you know, top four or, or Europa League, whatever it might be. There's an egg ag- you could easily make that argument that listen, all right, there is flaws but you never know what could happen if they get on a roll and the other teams around them are being more affected by knowing one in the ground and stuff like that. You just never know, so we, we'll we have to wait and see. Um, lads, prediction on this one, uh, Anthony first.
1: I think United will beat them 3-1. Joe? Oh, I'll just go 0-0, I'll go 0-0. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I think United beat them 2-0. I'm being honest with you. No, no, is, no. Chelsea score. I'll, give you, I'll go United 2-1. I'll go United 2-1. Um, Liverpool game is the late one on Saturday, but I'm going to leave that a little bit later if that's okay. Um, the next one up I want to talk about is, I've just forgotten them all. That's that's the issue. Uh, the two games on Monday I want to go to, quick predictions on these as well, because um, Brighton against West Brom. I just can't bring myself to talk about West Brom, Joe, I'm being honest with you. Joe, Brighton v West Brom, give us a result. Uh, 2-1 Brighton. Okay. Uh, Anthony? Uh, yeah, I fancy Brighton. I'll, I'll say 2-0 Brighton. Okay. I'm going to go for 3-1 Brighton as well. I think West Brom are screwed with. Uh, Borney against Spurs is the other game on Monday. Uh, Anthony, I'll go with you first. Um, I, I actually think 1-0. I think Burnley will dig out an ugly 1-0. Okay. I will go... I'm going to go 2-1 Spurs, Joe?
1: I was gonna one 0 Burnley, I you know, I I think they could uh, yeah, shit house it maybe. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough.
0: Um I hope Spurs you see I'm torn on this because I'm taking a real interest in fancy football. And uh, I be. have son and Kane in my team and they don't engrave me, they'll keep me afloat, I'm being honest with you. But um yeah, we'd we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Um Wolves against Newcastle, quick prediction on that one as well. Joe, go with you first. Um,
1: one nil wolves.
0: Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two one wolves. Anthony, two one wolves. Yeah, same for you. And um, I'm gonna talk about these two. So Southampton against Everton. And sorry, Joe. Um, I was talking about the book earlier, and four or five people, five people, um, got. James Pierce's second favourite goal of the season, correct? So I've written them down here. I've put random numbers beside them. So just give me a number between one and five, Joe. Five. Number five is Aiden 91. Aiden91 is the man that wins the second copy of that book, alright? Um, Aiden, I don't know if you're watching at the moment, but, um, listen, if you are, great. If you're not, we try getting some sort of contact with you. I know you commented on, on last night, so I can put a, a comment in there and get hold of you. Um, so he's won the second. I have one more copy to give away. I'm just trying to think in my head how I'm going to do it in the next 20 minutes. Um, but Southampton against Everton and, and Joe, sticking with you, um, Wanna to talk to you a little bit about Everton because as AJ and his dad just said there a minute ago, um they're the only team that remain unbeaten. Um they've started quite well. They've started very well, let's be honest about it. What 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 do you see from Everton this season? And can this be kept up? And is Southampton a tricky one to go to because I just get the feeling Southampton are poor at home for some reason or you other. Know.
1: Mm. I just I, I think at the minute Everton are flying, aren't they? Uh, they are. I did, like you say. I know la- last week. I mean, I had, I had Manny first goal. Liverpool three one, and I was convinced it was going to happen, man. But obviously, DCL scored. But I, I think Everton, are, uh, uh, Everton look really good, and and based on the uh, on the early stage of the season, I think they'll maintain it. I know a lot of people will say they'll drop off, but I, I suppose for me as well, it depends on on injuries. You know, mm. if they were to get an injury to an Alan or or uh, James Rodriguez or Dominic Calvert Lewin, then then what happens? Obviously, either they without um as well this weekend? They will be one. will they?
0: be, yeah. Three game, yeah. yeah.
1: Which is which which is a big loss. Um yeah, I'm I'm not too convinced on, on Southampton. Um if I'm honest, I, I, I can't see past an Everton win and I, I, I like what they're doing, man. I don't mind Everton. I think they're a good football club, man. They're, they are. Um, I know that a lot of people won't like me saying that on this, but, you know, oh, I, you I, respect, I, have, I have respect for Everton. And, uh, yeah, I think they're doing bits, man. They've got a great coach, haven't they? And, uh, some, the, the, the business has been unbelievable and I guess come January, they could go again. Do you know what I mean? They've got cash there. Um, they brought in the keeper from um, from Roma, didn't they? I don't yeah. know. I know he's been on the bench. Is, I don't know much of him. Is he expected to start? Will we see him in goal ahead of Pickford? No, I think points? I, I think, think
0: I think he's being brought into. Um, to kind of challenge Pickford because Pickford hasn't right. had, a, had a challenge since he's been there, let's be honest. No. I think he's there to challenge him. Um, I think he's the Swedish number one goalkeeper. Yeah, um, yeah not, he's but, very
1: old, isn't he? Yeah, but said, to, yeah. Be on,
0: to be honest with you, I think he's just there to be more of a challenge and, and give Pickford a bit of a kick up the arse that he might need, you know, but we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Um, uh, James Rodriguez is an interesting one. Um Ancelotti said during the week that James Rodriguez wouldn't play and then I took him out on my fancy football team because of it and then he comes out today and says he may play tomorrow um, so we'll have to wait and see on that one Anthony Southampton appear all over the place at the start you know mad results here and there but they they get a good result away at Chelsea do they need to keep Danny Ings fit for this season to do anything because I have a little feeling if they don't I think they could struggle
1: At Capella University,
2: you're in control of your education. With the game-changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Uh, Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's what separates. There's that cluster of teams down there. It separates any team, but having a goal scorer is just absolutely massive. And he's the difference between them getting sucked into a dogfight and being... You know, relatively comfortable in around mid-table. So, yeah, he, he is crucial to them. Um, they are—they've kind of settled down the last two or three games. I think they've, they've got a couple of draws and a win. Great result last week. Um, but just—I like the coach. I really like Doodle. I, you know, I think he's—he's he's done a good, solid, steady job there. Uh, a bit up and down at times, but generally, you know, he's—he's he's got them playing some nice football and I think they will take points off Everton tomorrow. I'm going to say I'm going to go for a draw uh, tomorrow, but I do think Everton are on their way. They're going to have the best season they've had for a good number of years because, you know, look, at the end of the day, they have Carlo Ancelotti. They have money. You know, they haven't been shy of spending money for the last few years, but now they've They've given the money to a, a genuinely top-class manager who has clout, who can bring in an Allen, um, a Rodriguez, James Rodriguez, um, the corey like they bought well, I think for the first time in a few years, um, and this year it's a it's a good point, Gav, to say that having no fans <laughs> seems to have suited them, particularly at Goodison, because uh, Goodison when it's got its tail up, you know, it is a it's a pretty fierce atmosphere to be fair, but they turn on their players and uh, they inhibit their own players when when things aren't going the wrong way. I mean the derby game, I know this. I know it was at Anfield, but the the derby game last season in the FA Cup, when Liverpool had a team of kids out and everything were expected to win that game. Like they were favourites, which is a rare thing for them in in an emergency side derby. And they completely completely crumbled. They couldn't handle it. They just couldn't handle it. And as the game went on and they started to see that, geez, we're going to actually, you could see them, the fear, they froze. Like they started well and then they froze as the game progressed. Um, and the, the backlash to that, it kind of felt like a watershed moment for them because I think Ancelotti was, he'd seen enough at that point and he's, he's they, they've opened up the checkbook and brought in some very good players. So, uh, I, you know, as, as I said, I t- I t- I fancies have having to take something off tomorrow, but I think Everton are, have every chance of, of pushing into that top six. Um, I agree with Joe, that, you know, they need a bit of fortune with, with uh, injuries, but removing all the other stuff that happened in the derby the obvious stuff Van Dyke and Thiago uh, it was a very good game football it was a good game football between two good teams and I thought they showed some good stuff uh, I thought we showed some great stuff and they look like a decent team they really do yeah I'd be worried
0: about that, that depth I really would because if if they lose one or two players they got, they're going to have to start relying on players they were, there. they were using a hell of a lot last season and they just weren't good enough and you know you can say, ah, well, if they lose one or two and they bring them lads in, they're playing around better quality. They're just not good enough. You know, it doesn't matter how good a quality you're playing against. If you're not good enough, you're not good enough. And I think that's where it may go, it may go. May end up being a problem for them. But listen, don't get me wrong, they could get to January and they're in a sniff for the top four or or better, Mm. we don't know. And they could turn around and go, listen, we need to strengthen a bit more, we need to bring our summer plans forward six months to really capitalize on this. Aiden 91 who won the book, um, is delighted. He says, lovely Gav. Uh, Aiden, if you have a Twitter handle, can you throw it into the comments from me? And I can contact you that way to get your address. If not, you can um, drop your email address here, but I wouldn't do that. People start annoying you, but we'll we walk away out with the under. Um, give us a prediction on this, lads. I'm going to go first. Oh, I think Everton win again. I think I think you know the heat I'm i for this week. Ancelotti's made a bit of a fool of himself over James Rodriguez and the injury, but he he doesn't care. Um, Richarlison is missing, but you know I I I still I am gonna go two one Everton. I really am. I'm gonna go two one Everton. Joe, for you?
1: Yeah, same same score line, mate. For me, I think Everton will win again. Flying. Two
0: one. Okay. Um Slackline Egypt says uh, hit the like button if you're enjoying the show. Um show some love. Lads, if you're watching and you like it, hit the like button. If you're watching and you haven't subscribed, subscribe, share, like, all that sort of messing. Um completely up to you, but if 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 you can, it it'd be absolutely um, brilliant. Uh, Stephen Mack is offering odds a of three to one on everything to win tomorrow. take huge odds. Absolutely huge odds. Anthony, where do you go me?
2: I think it'll be a two draw.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, I just have a little bit of, uh, David Moyes is in the, in the group. Uh, David Moyes reckons he's falling into (laughs) Southampton. Um, Ancelotti is washed up. Yeah, he says he's washed up. And an earlier comment from, um, David Moyes, our favourite, um, manager who's always in the chat. He says, um, Ancelotti will lose the dressing room soon. So there you go. Um, you've heard it from the horse's mouth. Um, a hundred likes, um apparently says Dylan Westwood. Well, look, that's how it goes. Uh, just hit it. Do all that stuff that we tell you to do if you can. And that's how it goes. Um Arsenal, um, play host to Leicester. Arsenal got a winning in the Europa League during the week. Uh coming from behind, I think. Um Partey looked the part, um, if that's okay to say. Um, according to some Arsenal fans I was speaking to. Not that I watched the fucking Europa League you but um I, I believe I, I believe he was good when he when when he was playing. So um This one is an interesting one because Leicester started off like a house on four. Um, They they got beaten by West Ham, convincingly, at home. Who did they play last week, lads?
1: Who did Leicester play? Come on. Uh, They got beat by Villa 1-0. There you go. They got beaten at home by
0: Villa. So Mm -hmm. the bubble has burst a little bit for Leicester. Arsenal, I I presume they're just claiming that. That one nil defeat last week is progress, and it probably is, um, against Manchester City. So, looking at this one, Anthony, you know, Leicester need to stop a little bit of a rot, and as I predicted, and I still think it'll happen, I think Brendan Rodgers comes under pressure for his job if this continues. That's, I'm going to put it out there. Arsenal are progressing, but I think you need to see a little bit more from them, Anthony. Just a little bit more.
2: Yeah, um, I think this. I can't say another draw for this game. I, 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 Arsenal are progressing, and I suppose it feels a little bit defeatist or small time to say, you know, a one 0 loss to City is progress, or a, even the loss to Liverpool at Anfield. I think some of the, some of their fans might have said that was probably just because of previous games they've had, like where we've absolutely smashed them. Although I thought Liverpool. Classed Arsenal that night, to be honest, but it is progress. Yeah, this is where they're coming from. You know, that he's he, we talked about Solskjaer earlier on and uh, and Lampard, but their teams kind of look a little bit unbalanced. Arteta's team is starting to look very very well balanced. <laughs>
0: David Moyes, <laughs> Moyes feels that Arteta is just ripping off all of his tactics. But he,
2: he, he's, he it feels like he's building and, him in the, And in, in fairness the, he did say he brought him to England so <laughs> yeah that's fair as well. Sorry, Anthony. It feels like he's uh, he's building them in the right way, as well was trying to say. Um I think he's he's been he's been very canny about how he's he's the job he's done with them so far. Um they've got Quality at the right end of the pitch, they look a lot more solid, and they look a little bit more. They look a little tougher as well. They were, you know, they were soft underbelly for such a long time, mm. but they're starting to look a little bit better organized defensively. Um, and Leicester are just they just have a little bit of the touch of the Rodgers flakiness about them. Stay on I, this for me. Yeah, on, on their day, <laughs> on their day, you know, I mean, when everything flows and everything clicks, but they, they can look flat. Um, and I fancy, I fancy, uh, I fancy Arsenal to, to push for the top four this season because I think they look really good, and I think they'll get better. That's the thing about them. And Paraday is just that's, and that's a great signing for them. That's a, is. that is a big signing for them. It's a, it is a brilliant signing for them. And
0: you know, I I think Leicester look a bit stale. I'm being honest with you. I think the players that have been there the longest for them look a little bit stale to me. Um, I think Vardy's missed the last couple of games through injury, though. Um, I don't know if he's available this weekend. You'd hope, for Leicester's sake, he is. But they go away to Arsenal and, you know, you look at the way they went away to City. Now, City will try to tell you that Leicester were lucky that day. Leicester weren't. Leicester picked them a fucking part. I um, I will, to be quite honest with you, after the first 40 minutes of being dominated, Leicester just picked City apart. Seeing the avenues to go for and went for them and killed them. Um, But when you watch them at home to West Ham, then they were very poor. Um, I didn't see them at home to Villa last week, but, you know, they should be beating Villa at home I'm um, I, I said, i I'm still not over last season I think it's one of the biggest collapses you've ever seen in football Nine, 23 points from 19 games after being you know touted as on Christmas day people were touting Leicester's title challengers and they took 23 points from 19 games it's absolutely horrendous I, I think I think Rogers is under pressure if this continues you know if he got if he if he, if he continues the sequence of you know played five one, two, lost three, and, and he, he's, he's starting to lose more than, than he's winning. Now, I know it's a small sample size this season, but uh, Brendan Rogers to me doesn't, he's not, he's not a manager to dig himself out of a hole. Let me put it that way to you. I think when he gets in a hole, he finds it very difficult to get out. And there's no amount of nights up in his kitchen with salt and pepper shakers and moving stuff around counters that can get you out of that. Um, like he famously said when he was at Liverpool. Um, I just. It just doesn't feel right for me, um, Rodgers at the Leicester, but we'd have to wait and see. Um, Joe, give us, uh, give us a, a prediction on this one.
1: Yeah, I can't see past um Arsenal. To be fair, um, I'll go, I'll, I'll go two one, two one Arsenal. Okay, Anthony, I gotta say one one.
0: You're gonna say 1 1, one one. Anthony's not letting anybody win this weekend. Yeah. Loves a draw, the load,
1: doesn't he? Just a load cents. of draws and everyone feels
0: okay about themselves. And <laughs> that's what we need in these times. Um I'm going to go I'm gonna go high scoring here. I'm gonna go three two Arsenal. I think it'd be fairly high scoring. I think Arsenal are improving. I think they need to improve a bit more. I think Leicester have got the the they have the sort of players that can get of Arsenal. Um powerful runners and and, and I think they can get at Arsenal. Having said that, I think Farnson click going forward. And I think if Partey starts, they're much more solid than midfield. Um, so I'm going to go 3-2 at Arsenal on that one. Um, last game of the week, game we want to look at is, of course, Liverpool versus Sheffield United. And, you know, I've, I've talked about everybody else's form. You look at Liverpool's form and, you know, they've played five, three, drew one and lost one. And, you know, you look back to last weekend, and you're thinking they should probably have 12 and 15 but they don't but everything is kind of even in itself out and it's not like it's not like a loss or a draw is killing you you know you drop 5 points in the first five games sometimes you can be 5 points off a runaway leader already it's not the case at um, this time but Liverpool go into this one and you know we've seen the injury to Virgil van Dijk there's rumor Allison is back tomorrow um um, there's big rumours that Allison is back tomorrow. There's also big rumours that Thiago Alcantara is fit um, for tomorrow and may make the bench. Um, but we've seen during the week Liverpool went to Ajax and I would describe it as a scrappy game in parts, but I thought Liverpool had gears to go up if they needed to and deserved a win, despite the fortunate... Um, aspect of the goal I think they deserve the win and especially with taking the front three off on 60 and putting three other lads on and the three lads up front done really well the centre half stuff it looks like to me like Fabinho's just in there and he may even go just Fabinho and pick one of the other two Um, he may do something like that but Joe I'm going to come to you first because myself and Anthony you know um, like talking Liverpool but I'm going to take a different aspect here Um, what do you make of this because you've played Sheffield United already correct? Mm Mm-hmm um, you won a brammer Lane, are right? mm Mhm. Yeah. Um, Sheffield United, of course, great last season. Tailed off a little bit when everything went um a bit haywire over over the coronavirus. But we'll have one point from five games this season. Can't seem to score goals. Mm. What have you made of them?
1: Yeah, it's um it's mad because I have a few friends that are Sheffield United fans, and uh, <coughs> I didn't I didn't go along with that initial narrative that I knew would come out of second season syndrome. But the longer it goes on, I'm thinking, you know, I, I don't actually, yeah, I don't. Maybe they are in a bit of trouble this season, which it does surprise me. But it, but again, I think it comes to business. I mean, they just don't have a goal scorer. However, Brewster is now there. He's he's great talent. I think you guys know about him. I've seen him in the championship at Swansea. Scored like nine goals and since January. He was on fire. Whether or not he can do that in the Premiership against Liverpool. I'm not sure. I do fancy him nick one this weekend if I'm being totally honest, just up against Liverpool. points. I think it's a market to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I just think at the minute, mate, they, they just can't seem to, to score and you you need to score goals, right? Mm-hmm. Defensively, they're good, but then of course they lost, um, I think it's Jack O'Connell for the season. So this, it, it's not ideal at the back for them as well. So I don't think they've got a, a chance tomorrow if, or, or whenever it is. Is it Sunday or is it yeah oh, saturday night, night isn't Tomorrow it night, yeah yeah I, I, I can't see them getting anything at all if i'm honest yeah it's um anthony when you look at it from
0: liverpool's point of view you know um if alisson's back is huge you know uh, i'd like to see the exact same back four that he played during the week because you need you need to you need a consistency in that back four when you take the best defender over whatever you put in it needs a consistency to build them some sort of you know some sort of rhythm as a back forward just to get to know each other and, and you know like, it's not like they don't fucking know each other but you know to get each other's traits in the defence you know Fabinho knows the two lads behind him in most games now he's standing beside one of them and the other fella's missing so he has to get he has to get acquainted to to what's going on around him and I'd like to see that back forward but then you look at then you look at the rest of the side and there's, a, there's a, an array of people you could pick does Klopp look to nail Sheffield United tomorrow night as if to say, listen, don't be worrying about Villa. The Van Dijk stuff's happened. We got a win in Europe and now we're back and we're going to nail these fuckers tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I think so. And, uh, I think he should, you know, I mean, uh, the, the, Villa, the, the Villa game was just a complete freak. Uh, you know, that's, you may not ever see a game like that again in the club. Well, let's hope we never see it again. It <laughs> that, but, um, this Liverpool are now in a, a really, really important period. Like, I, I don't like usually saying that talking about defining periods or crunch periods because every game is important. You know, you're always just one bad result or two bad results away from a crisis. But I think it feels like this next, up until the next international break, which I think is three or four games away, uh, it's a very important period because they have to prove to themselves that they're still a really good side without Virgil van Dijk and also to everybody else because you don't want anyone else smelling blood or, you know, the. The narrative in the media—they love this. If Liverpool start to wobble, it's such an obvious thing to just keep throwing at them, and and you know that can get into into to teams' heads. It can get into players' heads. So like the fact that Fabinho played so well and they ground out the win in in Amsterdam, it was actually the perfect win in a lot of ways. It was a bit scrappy. It wasn't perfect, but it was a clean sheet, and they dug in, and I think they deserved it as well. Fabinho was 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 brilliant. I agree that I think he will be. He, I think he I think he should be a mainstay there because when you talk about Van Dijk, it's not just about what you lose defensively. It's actually what he does in terms of building your attacks and the range of a uh, passing that Fabinho has. I think he's he's the closest that you're going to get for somebody in that position that can spray the ball out and, and do that job. Um, but to answer your question... Uh, yeah, I think I think he will go for it. I think he will go for it, and he'll tell them, "Listen, you might you might actually see we might see Jota come in tomorrow night. I think to start. Um, I think he should, I think he deserves a chance. He was brilliant when he came off the bench, um, and just go and show everyone how good you are. Lay down the mark. If, if Liverpool can get four wins, I think the three league games, and they have Middlesbrough next in the Champions League, mm. and then everyone can pause for a little bit of a breather and, and see where we are. That's the it's it's a massive period for them, but I, I think like any chance they can get to late to make a statement, they're playing a team that's got one point from their first five games, uh, struggling for goals, struggling for confidence. You know, it's a chance to just lay down a bit of a market to put everything that happened with, in the derby, even in the Villa game, which is still kind of lingering a bit. Put all that in the rearview mirror because Van Dijk isn't coming back this season. Now we have to all get over that. Now that's the way it is. We we flow on, um, and I think that started. On Wednesday night and tomorrow night is the chance to really extend that now and say, Okay, this is what we are, this is what we have. We're still a very, very good side, we're still capable of winning the league without Van Dyke, which I think they were cool. There was so much doom and gloom around losing them, but I think if you step back and look at it, are they capable of winning the league without them? I think they, I think we are. Um, so yeah, I think I expect they were able to really try and make a statement tomorrow night and to go at them and uh. And to get, a, I, I think we win pretty comfortably. Okay, um, I'm. Just,
0: you, you've just mentioned something there about Jota, and and there's rumour going around today that actually Jota, Mane, Salah, and Bobby Firmino will start tomorrow. Um, so I don't know if that's just, a, if that's true. It looks like it could be a, a system change, and he might go like Henderson, Wijnaldum too deep, and and let the lads go at it. Then, um, we will have to wait and see. Um, for me. I want to see a win, I want to see a convincing win and I want to see, I want to see a win that's convincing on the scoreline but I also want to see it where nobody can go, oh but look what they done here and this was shaky and that was shaky. Now with Adrian around, you don't know what the fuck's going to happen but if we can come out of this game with a 3 nil win um. Dominating and there's no talk of Adrian and look what he done here and look what he done there. The same around the centre half partnership. Um, if you can get Thiago on the pitch for minutes, if Jota gets, gets minutes, you know, Minamino, whoever that might be, I think that, that, that's the perfect scenario for Liverpool. If they were to win a, an edgy 2-1, people will still be throwing stuff at them. Liverpool need to, I suppose Liverpool need to bring back this air of fear around them. And the only way you can do that is to go out and just, I, in my opinion, what Liverpool need to do is be really angry about what's happened so far this season and take it into every game from here till, till May or wherever the season ends, because pff, the chances are they could stop this uh, at any stage as well. Um, I have one more book to give away. Um, so. I don't even know how to give this away. I really don't, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick my favourite goal from 2019-20. And I have it in my head. And the first one to guess it um, gets the book. <laughs> how does that sound? It's the easiest way to do it. Um, give me a prediction on this game, please, Joe. 3 uh, 3-0 3-0 Liverpool. Okay, three nil, and Anthony.
2: I oh, will also say three nil, Liverpool. Okay. I'm going to go with four
0: nil to Liverpool. Um, I think I think this is one where Sheffield United could, although they've been beaten in tight games and you know being maybe a little bit unlucky. Um, I think this might be one that's just a little bit, a little bit out of their. Uh, out of their scope for, for looking for points but stranger things have happened lads I always make um I always make you pick three possible scorers from the weekend to score any time so what do you think? Joe give me three
1: scorers for the weekend please Jimenez Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Ryan Brewster oh okay Okay. Even though I've just said three nil, which is yeah, I know, awkward. yeah, that's mad, yeah. <laughs> but but no, we'll we'll change that three one Brewster. Yeah, because I I've just got a feeling Brewster. Yeah, I will go. That.
0: Okay, no problem. Um, there's a few guesses coming in there. Nobody's getting even close to this. Nobody's getting close to this. Uh, so Anthony, three scorers for the weekend.
2: Uh, I'll say Son, Bruno Fernandez, and Mane. Okay, three good shouts. Especially when uh Fernandez
0: gets at least one chance to score from twelve yards with nobody around. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm going to go with Raheem Sterling Mo Salah and I'm going to go with oh, the Twilight's a killer. I'm going to go Danny Inks. I'm going to go Danny Inks. I'm going to go Danny Inks. Um, Yeah, I am. I am. I am. I am. I'm going to go Danny Inks. Um, Lads, it's been a very good show. Nobody's getting close to this goal. Nobody's getting close to this goal at all. So um, we're not giving away the book. We do it on Sunday, <laughs> will we? We do it on Sunday. Um, we think of a proper way of doing it. Um, But look, it's been a really, really, really good show. I've enjoyed it. Um, getting... Different people's views on 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 teams that you don't watch every week, um, or teams that you pay less attention to than Liverpool or Leeds, um, is is really interesting. The chat has been amazing tonight. There's loads of people in there. Um, I hope you've all hit the like button. I hope you're all sharing at the moment, and I hope you're all subscribed. Um, Sunday the Fatback Four. Um, we will be back. we will be looking back at the Liverpool game Saturday night, but we will be live on Instagram, um, with the team news as soon as it comes out tomorrow evening and straight after the game, um, with match reactions. So whoever's on that, go and join them on Instagram, uh, get involved in the chat and do stuff like that. Loads of shows coming for you next week as well. Anthony, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, thanks a million and we'll see you again soon. Thanks, Gab. Yep good to good see stuff. you and Joe um, you go off now and have a beer and relax And I, yeah, I know you're going to go and watch that match again I know we I <laughs> will
1: um, do you know yeah yeah um,
0: <laughs> but listen you sit back three points in the bag enjoy the weekend man yeah man thank you good stuff that's been the Friday forecast from the LFC Day Trippers thanks a million for watching liking, subscribing, sharing putting your comments in all that sort of stuff it's been a pleasure enjoy your weekend over and out nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G
2: Trying on glasses with Zenny's 3D Virtual
1: Try-On. Wait, are those the actual prices? I say get all of them.
2: Seriously, why not, right?
1: Oh, now I want new glasses.
2: Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses
0: starting at $6.95.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.